I want to welcome everybody to a new segment of the show called Unleashing the Kraken. Now, I want to let you guys know that this is a new segment, but a completely separate segment from the show that we already have right now. So this um, segment of the show, we talk about everything going on in the world, mostly politically. And one of the reasons why I decided to do this was because I wanted to keep a separate lineage of continuity of episodes between the ones I'm doing currently and the political ones. So again, this is more of a political commentary, staying up to date with the news. And one of the reasons why I decided to do this was because of the fact that as I wake up every single day, I check the news, and then I check the internet, and then I also check different websites on the the right, on the left, the ones that claim to be center wing, and it's just so it's so filtered and it's so redacted in, in in so many different ways. And yes, there are websites out there that seem to be telling more of the truth than anything else, but at the same time, the establishment media has become one of the biggest problems these days and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this so we'll give it a shot and we'll see what happens with it so what we're going to cover today ironically has to do with what's going on in politics which has to do with the Kraken lawsuit now let me just make it very clear that the episode Unleash the Kraken is not correlated with the Kraken lawsuits however let's jump right into it so If we take a look, what we're going to see here is I've put up multiple different articles, and I'll put them up on the screen right now for you guys uh, to take a look, regarding retired generals, U.S. Navy men, military men, different types of frauds going on, who have claimed that they have seen Dominion servers seized in many parts of the world. Now, we're going to bring something full circle here, and I hope you guys can help understand what's going on. So... According to, this is uh, World News on Infowars.com, and we're going to play both sides of the fence here. So, retired general says U.S. military intel group, nicknamed Kraken, seized Dominion servers in Germany. Now, again, this is a little bit ironic considering Sidney Powell mentioned that she was going to release the Kraken, and she keeps talking about Operation Kraken and things like that. So, if we take a look here, and I quote, the former general also suggested in a groundbreaking interview with WVW-TV, retired Lieutenant General Thomas McErnini described the raid in which U.S. Special Operations Forces successfully seized Dominion voting system servers held in a CIA server farm facility in Frankfurt, Germany, end quote. So what we have to do here is we have to say, okay, This is step one of the situation. We understand that there was fraud in the election. Now, we can debate as to whether or not what reach that fraud went to, but it's safe to say that a certain amount of fraud did go on. Now, yes, we have the Department of Homeland Security and other cybersecurity agencies saying that it was one of the most secure elections in history. But here's the thing, guys, and this is what makes me so passionate about these types of issues the problem in this particular situation here is that we have a scenario that we're looking at at this very moment that entails a specific type of dictatorship in a certain way that is broadcast onto the masses of people and what i mean by that is that the overall system of government has become so I don't want to use the word corrupt, but we can say it's become so saturated that people are afraid to trust it. And whether or not you are a fan of Donald Trump or anything of the sort, 
you you must admit that he has changed things. Now we can debate as to whether or not it's for better or for worse, and there's so many different angles to cover. But that's not even the whole point here. The point here is that people on the right and on the left do not trust the establishment, meaning the elites, the media, the the, the politicians that have been there forever, and they want things to change. But real change, none of this change that people keep talking about every five, ten years, or or what have you. Now. That's why people are starting to look for alternative news sources because they are truly starting to realize that companies like CNN or or, um, or MSNBC or what have you don't report the full aspect of every story. Now, yes, don't misunderstand me. They report a lot of things and they get things very correct a lot of the time. However, they do things also that seem to work around a certain narrative they're trying to push. And with all due respect it's almost inconceivable to think any other way at this point in time. Like, let's face it, people who were not skeptical before have certainly become skeptical now. And whether or not they agree with the lawsuits going on in the world as it pertains to Trump and him claiming claiming that he won, we can't deny the fact that, honestly, Donald Trump has upset the establishment media. He essentially has, not just the establishment media, but the entire core framework of the way that politics is supposed to run now yes he's not the perfect guy and i'm not going to defend i'm not going to defend him whatsoever believe it or not because again we're trying to stay unbiased here but we have to look and we have to say okay he whether he's smart or not and many people debate that he pissed everybody off because this was not the way things was were supposed to go so short of killing him it's pretty hard to, to, to get him out of there or to get him to get his influence out of there. Rather, he'll he'll be leaving January 20th, but his influence will remain, whether it's the judges that he appointed or whether it's any type of other um, uh, type of overall perceptive campaign for the truth, as he would call it. it. It doesn't matter what it is. He's left his mark more so than most other presidents. And again, I completely denounce any of that white supremacy stuff and all that, but at the same time, and I may be taking a a bit of a risk saying this, but I'm going to say it, even if I lose viewers or anything of the sort, because I, I truly believe it, certain elements and certain aspects of the Black Lives Matter movement should also be defunded in addition to Antifa, uh, the KKK, white supremacy. I think both sides of extremism need to be removed i think uh, that's not even an opinion so to speak that's more of a logical standpoint if you will now yes there's hypocrisy on both sides one can argue oh who's more hypocritical or this or that but at the same time we have to look and say it's all a show it's all a show that's all it ever was so let's continue a little bit further here because i want to reference some very interesting things so according to breitbart amazon will now start monitoring warehouse workers with ai technology now you might say okay Where the heck does that fit in, Dave, with today's modern news? Let me explain to you guys. So there's a bill that is called, let me take a look here, Bill H.R. 645, passed and instituted by the 111th Congress, which is a National Emergency Centers Establishment Act. And it was done back in, proposed in 2009 and then passed in 2011. Now, the idea behind it, essentially, was that FEMA which is a huge department to take care of natural disasters for the government and for the, for the country of the United States. FEMA authorized, or sorry, this bill authorized FEMA 
to designate military bases as national emergency centers. Now, this is according to theatlantic.com. Here's the thing about this, and you'll see how it ties in. Multiple congressmen are refusing to talk about this particular subject when asked about it. As a matter of fact, in a, for a high public case or a very... Um, public record, Jesse Ventura tried to approach multiple congressmen about it, and they refused to even speak on it. He tried to approach them for his show, but then at the same time, he tried to approach them privately and said, hey, let's have a private conversation. They said no, so he came out publicly and said, look, I even tried to approach them quietly, and they said no. So that's fine. But what we have to understand is that when we look at this, we have to say, okay, we honestly know if you really look into the deeper parts of the bill you'll see that it's not just military bases that's more of a generalization we have to understand according to this bill because the way they can manipulate words through the use of language and law is quite ironic might i add they're using fema to designate military bases to be used as quote national emergency centers but military bases are not military bases not all of them as a matter of fact, it just goes to the point where it twists the words to say that indoor spaces could be classified as military bases. So, what does that mean, indoor places? You mean like anywhere? Yeah. And that's essentially what it's saying here. And so, I'm not trying to create some kind of conspiracy, but what I'm trying to do here is connect the dots. And this is what I mean. The Dominion machines... Whether or not there's enough fraud to prove that uh, Biden won incorrectly or what have you, the entire establishment is working together to maintain the order and secrecy. Those within the military-industrial complex don't want anything being ruptured. They don't care if a Republican's in charge. They don't care if a Democrat's in charge. All they care about is maintaining their funding and maintaining their secrecy. So they will work with whoever they feel is better to maintain that particular kind of balance. Okay. With that being said, when we look and we discover that we have a former respected lieutenant general saying that these Kraken Dominion machines were seized by the CIA in Frankfurt, Germany, and then we have this bill that is starting to slowly come up again under the guise of COVID and things like that, this bill, H.R. 645, as quoted from The Atlantic, we notice that FEMA might, in fact, be using some of these locations as a place to hold some of these Dominion machines. Now, I'm not trying to imply that there's some type of mass amount of Dominion machines being held somewhere or something like this, but we have to consider the possibility that a certain amount of machines per state, per county, are being seized. Now, what I want to do now is move to an article written by the Federalist, which only helps further my point about this. And again, if you guys don't believe me or you disagree, I encourage you guys to take a look in the comments section and, and uh, comment and let me know what you think. Now, the first one on the list, there's five totals. That is the amount of votes that Joe Biden got, 80 million. There is a lot of speculation that there were, that yes, many of those people were completely legitimate, but there were a certain, there was a certain percentage give or take anywhere from 2 to 10%, roughly, according to NewsWars.com, that 
could have been fraudulent just so the Democrats could ensure that they would regain order. Now, I want to mention something very quickly too. When I say Democrats, I don't mean to generalize the entire party. Yes, there are certain things that, there are certain factions of the party that are extremely establishment-based, such as Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. Those guys, I mean, even Democrats themselves will admit they, they got to go. They're part of that corruption and the money and the, the, the big money and the super PACs that nobody likes. Let's be honest. And I'm not saying there's none on the Republican side. There's tons on the Republican side. Don't get me wrong. I mean, personally, I'm not a fan of Mitch McConnell myself, but I think in some ways he, he's there to maintain a certain order, just like others are. The next thing on the list, according to the Federalist, Federalist.com, is that Joe Biden won despite losing most bellwether counties. Now, I'm not trying to make this a talking point to push a certain narrative. I'm just saying that this it raises a good point. It raises a good point. If you take a look at certain instances in the past where many counties have gone to the winning president of any any given election and you notice there's an issue here, it raises some some questions. Now, if we jump to number 3, what we're going to see here is that Biden won despite Democrat losses everywhere else. So, and I quote from thefederalist.com, Randy DeSoto noted in the Western Journal that Donald Trump was pretty much the only incumbent president in U.S. history to lose his reelection while his own party gained seats in the House of Republicans. Now, that's a Biden miracle, end quote. The points are valid. And here's the thing. When you step back and you take a look at, for example, and I'm sorry if I'm going all over the place. I'm just trying to make sure you guys see the full picture here. When you take a step back and you look and you see and you say, okay, there are certain countries out there where you have to text the police to leave your house because of COVID. There are certain countries that you have to go and you're only allowed an hour a day outside for exercise. Yes, I know the virus needs to be put under control, but at what, what point... Will people's constitutional rights be violated in order to help preserve that? Okay, I'm not denying people are, are dying. People are definitely dying from the virus. I think that the amount of disinformation in combination with pushing a certain narrative by the establishment media has created a bit of a disarray. And in fact, I would dare to say that I blame the establishment media, believe it or not for the reason why people are rebelling as much as they are because the establishment media is trying to use COVID as a guise to say to calm things down and have everyone head indoors and things like that which is fine but because we cannot trust them because they've lied so much in the past i don't blame the people who make the argument that yes there's a virus but this is violating my legal rights not just in the united states but all over the world I mean, when you look at it, this is going back to dystopian, and I'm sure you guys have heard it over and over again, 1984 George Orwellian type of stuff. That's the way it seems to be going. And it's fine. It's fine. And if that's the way that the majority of people think it should go, then that's the way it will go, I guess. And I'm not trying to be sarcastic or, or rail against that. All I'm trying to say is that it's, it's a divisive opinion because I think the, the ultimate solution is to quote-unquote meet the enemy where he dwells and what i mean by that is that we have to understand that we need to take take action a certain in a certain sense and say no listen this yes there's a virus but this violates our constitutional rights and one of the bigger problems i have with all of this is that the same people implementing these types of lockdowns 
are the same people that go without a mask to go get their hair done, to go eat. I mean, there's been like two or three major examples in the last week and a half alone. And so what I'm trying to do here is report and then you guys decide because that's what I'm trying to get at here. I'm trying to inform you guys that there is something fishy going on. There, there honestly is. Whether or not you support Donald Trump, it's not even about that anymore, to tell you the truth. So the next or the final one on the Federalist is that Biden overcame Trump's commanding primary vote. And I quote, in the past, primary vote totals have been remarkably accurate in predicting general election winners. Political analyst David Chapman highlighted three historical facts before the election. Now, he said, first, no incumbent who has received 75% of the total primary vote has lost re-election. Second, President Trump received 94% of the primary vote, which is the fourth highest of all time, higher than Obama, Dwight Eisenhower, Nixon, and Clinton. Trump is only one of five incumbents since 1912 to receive more than 90% of the primary vote, end quote. Again, we can go on and on and on. And when I talk about suppression, I also want to mention the fact that if you look at last night, Donald Trump released a video, of a, about a 45-minute video, saying that it might have been one of the most important speeches he ever gave in his life. And I believe he spoke from the Oval Office when he made that speech. Now, what's interesting is that if you take a look at that video on YouTube, the amount of likes it has is hundreds of thousands more than the actual amount of views it has. So then you have to ask yourself, how does that make any sense? How does that make sense? It doesn't. You can say, well, maybe it's just a lag in YouTube's uh, view reports or how they, how they report it to the public uh, on the view count. No. Why is the like count fine, but the, the view count isn't? Why is the like count up by 40, 50, 60, 70,000 likes when it shows a jump of just 1,000 views? It'll go from 464,000 to 465,000. That's only a thousand view difference. But then you'll see an increase in likes with 40, 50,000 likes ahead of the, nu the number of views. The math doesn't add up. So thank you so much for watching, guys. Again, I'm going to try to make these segments just 15 to 20 minutes long just to try to be something to fill you guys in throughout the day and keep you up to date with the daily news that's occurring, particularly within the, the political uh, the political world, but the, the global political world. So thank you very much for watching and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.